Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. But I think that the key is if you create content ads for your customers and you think of only them and you think of how to serve them, you're going to win. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. Rick Mulready here. This is episode number 149. Hope this finds you well. Thanks a lot for coming to hang out with me today. Really appreciate it. Very, very excited about today's episode because my good friend Jasmine Starr is rejoining me to share a case study where we're going to dive into the three components of a Facebook video ad that's been giving her the best results. Now, she was a, a guest of mine here on the show back on episode number 106, where we talked about how to strategically attract your ideal Facebook ads audience. And if you've not yet listened to that episode, definitely check it out. It's, again, it's episode number 106. So it's at rickmulready.com forward slash 106. It's a great episode. I got a ton of feedback from people wanting Jasmine back on the show. I think the episode went live and literally within 24 hours, people were saying, we got to have Jasmine back here on the show. Well, here she is again. She's a marketing strategist. She's a branding expert. And she's also been voted one of the top 10 wedding photographers in the world. Jasmine is an amazing, amazing human being. And on today's episode, we talk about the following. We, uh, Jasmine split tested a 25-minute Facebook Live video ad versus a two-minute professionally done video. And the results were eight to one for one of those videos. So we're going to dive into that case study there for you. Uh, a big theme in the work that Jasmine does in her business centers on paying attention to get attention. That's a saying that she likes to uh, likes to say. And you're going to hear exactly what she means by that and how you can use that in your business starting right away. We also discuss how Jasmine figures out what kind of content her audience wants, which she can then potentially amplify through ads. This strategy also helps you understand your audience a whole lot 
better. We get into her recommendations for getting people to stop and pay attention to your ads, how to overcome the intimidation factor when creating your Facebook video ads, and also Jasmine's recommendations for quick and easy video editing apps. A whole lot of stuff that we get in here to, get into into here today. So without further ado, tongue tied here. So without further ado, let's go hang out with Jasmine Starr. Jasmine Starr, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. It feels great to be back. I have to tell you that I pretty much, so you were back on episode 106, rickmulready.com forward slash 106. And pretty much that was, so that was a Wednesday that it came out. Pretty much by Thursday, people were saying, okay, when are you going to have Jasmine back on the show? (laughs) So here we are several episodes later. I've got you back on the show and I'm really excited to have you back on. Um, You just spoke at my live workshop event, FBA Live. Uh, When we're recording this, it was just about a week or so ago. And you gave a presentation called Pay Attention, Get Attention. And I thought it was so good. I came right up to you afterwards. I was like, got to have you on the podcast to pretty much talk about what you just presented to the group because it was, it was, not only was it super, it was very, very good. It was super relevant in sort of this time of what, of what we're doing with Facebook ads. And, um, so I want to kind of dive into that if, if that's cool with you. Yeah, but with that lead in, crap, I better not let anybody down. Oh, I mean, you yeah, so much pressure. On the day, I was like, oh my God, I better start singing and dancing right now. You better. And it's uh, what, a quarter of 11 in the morning here <laughs> on a Friday? So, yes, <laughs> time, to, time to get to it. Um, for those people who do not know who you are and have not heard episode 106, let's give people a background of, uh, of who you are and what you've been up to. Okay, well, go to 106 to get all the juicy details. But in short, I am a photographer and I am a business strategist. Basically, I help entrepreneurs build a brand, market it on social media, and grow a profitable business online. I love it. I love it. And just in full transparency here to kind of give people some some background, um, we've gotten to know each other and become good friends over the past, say, year and a half. We're in uh, Mastermind together. Um, I am always, and we were just talking about this before I hit record, I'm always enamored with how, like what you're up to and your projects and, and what you have going on and how you approach things. And uh, it's just from a genuine place that uh, it, it's been so much fun to see your success in the online space because I remember in our first um, in our first, are we going there first, already? Are we really going we there? We won't go there so too deeply. There uh, I, I remember that first, uh, the first in-person uh, mastermind event, which was when was that? February of 2015. Is that right? No, 2016. Uh, yeah, February 2016. And um, I mean, here we are, a year and a half later. I'm like holding my arms out right now, like a year <laughs> and a half later. Like you can see this, um, you know. And uh, I love what you're up to. So uh, kudos to you for everything that you've been that you've been doing in the business. Um, well, we should probably let listeners know because you can't build it up and be like, we've come this well, far. I didn't, with throw, I didn't want to do that, but I'll let you oh, do it. Too late, homie, too late. Like the bus just what, moved right on past us. Okay. Right. so basically, You share what, you share should, what that like, was like. I should really bring everybody in because I want to be really transparent because sometimes there's this idea of listening to this podcast. And when guests come on, there's like this lure or this cloak of like, wow, they have their stuff together or they know what they're talking about. And Mm -hmm. let's just basically break this down. In February, 2016, I joined a mastermind and I had never even known what a mastermind was up until a month before. And I was like, oh, hey, I think I need that thing. And then there's this crazy thing that happens in these so-called clubs called masterminds where they're called hot seats. And I was like, what's a hot seat? I actually thought it was going to be a warmed, like, 
like love seat. Were and you, were you like, what's a hot seat? I want one. Yeah, basically. I was like, where do I buy one? Did you sell them on Amazon? <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's this hot seat and you have to give a presentation and it was randomly picked. And the people who start off these hot seats literally had these presentations with, Oh, the ROI and the EPL and the CPL and Babu Bibu Beep. And I was like, Oh my God, everybody's speaking Japanese. And I don't. And I remember sitting there texting my business partner, husband, friends, parents, anybody, random strangers who would respond to text messages being like, SOS, save me, save me. I'm dying. I'm dying because I go up for my hot seat and I'm like, What's a webinar? I think I need to have one. So to understand how far the business has come in the past like year and some change has been pretty dang amazing. So yes, we have come two arms extended this far. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> you were like, what's a webinar? And weren't you giving a webinar within like a week? Oh, hey, Mulready, <laughs> bus number two. Jasmine, lay down. We're going to bring the second one right on. I think that yes. was the case. And we we're, were like, wait, 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 when? Wait, when are you giving this? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, Lord have mercy. I, Lord have mercy. I, I if there's people still listening to the podcast after this hot mess conversation, like, God bless them. We need to send them all a dozen cookies. This, because... is, this is exactly why they want you on the podcast. Even <laughs> um. The other thing that I, I noticed with that particular weekend is that you were super, super quiet. But when you did speak, it was like, holy cow, like this person has a lot to give. And, um, you know, you and I were talking about this just recently when we were in New York, where, you know, I, um, and, and I tend to be quieter too, but you, you tend to be quiet on the, in these, in these events. But when you speak, it's like, Everybody stops what they're doing. They listen to you because it's like, wow, like this is really, really good stuff. So um, we've just spent five minutes of of kudos to you and telling a good story here. Um, But it's testament to how like what you've built in in a year and a half, you know, so I think it's amazing. And I and I I love that that you do share that you were willing to share what that would experience was like a year and a half for you. Because I'm, I know that a lot of people can relate to that. So thank you for sharing that stuff. Well, thank you. And thank you for, I mean, everybody who's listening and Rick for giving me the platform to share the journey because I want to look back in another year and be like, hey, Rick, remember when I acted like I knew what I was talking about when it came to video ads? Let's <laughs> chat about that again. <laughs> like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. But I'm ready to bring people on the journey with me. It's not like an isolated, hey, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm trying to like, have the coolest house on the block. It's really like, how can we build our community together? So thank you for this opportunity. I love it. I love it. So your presentation that you gave it at the event was pay attention, get attention. And you sort of took us through four to five different things in that presentation. And you started off by saying not all ads are equal. Not all Facebook ads are equal. What did you mean by that? Well, you forgot one very important word. It's not all ads are created equal. Created equal. Because I think it's going to be important to understand that on face value, people might say ads are created equal. If you have like a really good ad set, you know, you're checking in, you know what you're doing, but it's the creation process. And this goes back to episode 106 is like understanding what people want to see and understanding how you could serve your audience. So that's for me, I always approach ads from a creation process because we have to understand that when you know 
how to create an ad. We want to know what will ultimately attract what your customers want, because there are some ads that get people to like and leave comments, and then they'll even tag their friends, or maybe they'll even share that particular ad with their audience, their friends, family, and tag people in it. And that's like the holy grail of an ad, right? So you are putting out content of an ad and people are sharing the ad like, yes, please, please share my advertisement. And then there are some ads where people just scroll on by. And so that's like the thing I wanted to really focus on as I gave the presentation, as we're chatting here with the podcast is how do we get people to stop and pay attention? So how do we? Well, first things first is going to be to leave your intimidation at home. I think it's so easy for us to second guess like how we are going to be perceived by competition, by viewers, by worrying about what negative things people might say. But anytime you put a piece of content out, if it's an advertisement or something organic on your page, you have to understand that people are going to have an opinion about it. But I think that the key is if you create content ads for your customers, and you think of only them and you think of how to serve them, you're going to win. And at the end of the day, I'm less concerned with what my peers or competitors or other naysayers have to say about it. If I know that it translates into leads and sales, then I know I'm doing a good job. How do we get over that? Because that's a really hard thing. And I love that you're I love that you're talking about this. This is one of those things where I mean, I still think about this all the time. And I, I think we were talking about this at the live event where like I can get up in front of a room of, you know, five hundred people and be okay with it or do this podcast to hundreds of thousands of people, but put me in front of like a camera, put me in front of like my iPhone. And that's a whole different story for me personally. <laughs> like how do, how do you, like how do people get over that? I can't, I can't speak with authority on how all people get over it, but I know that I can say without a doubt for myself. And let's go back to something you had mentioned before. You said, you're really quiet in social situations. And I think that when people hear the podcast, they hear somebody who's like loud and Puerto Rican and like, oh, hey, 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 hey. But at the end of the day, I am really quiet and I'm very introverted. And I think that this notion of being in front of a camera really makes me die on the inside because I'm a photographer at heart. Like I love being behind the camera, never in front of it. But here's the thing. And I'm really good at segmenting portions of my mind in my business. And what do I ultimately want? I want a profitable business. What do I ultimately want? I want to provide for my extended family and live a comfortable life. And what do I ultimately want? I want to cheers to the haters as I'm sipping a margarita in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Yes and amen. So whenever I'm getting in front of a camera and I'm like that trepidation, that worry of what are people going to think? I feel awkward. Does my hair look funny? I get over that understanding that this is the vehicle that will drive me to where I want to go. If I don't get in the car, I'm not getting there or I can walk there. I could get there. It's just going to take me longer. So I'm like, what's the quickest route to get to where I want to go? And then I push all those like naysayers and doubts out of my mind and say, I'm here to do a job and I have to do it. I love it. I love it. So once you've sort of gotten better at that, and of course, this is not an overnight thing. Like this is like, it comes with practice. The more you do it, the easier it gets. Now, before you were talking about not all ads are created equal, getting people to stop. Like, how do we get people to stop and pay attention to our ads? And I, and I love what you said, like understanding what people want to see and understanding your audience. And we did talk a lot about that back in episode 106. How do you, how do you, go, how do you go about that, Jasmine, as far as figuring out what people are going to pay attention to? Like, is this a big testing process for you? Um, do you like just automatically know because you have such an intimate knowledge of who your target audience is? What's that? What's that look like for you? 
it's going to be a mix and it's ever changing. So every time the algorithm on Facebook is tweaked, it's really important to pay attention what Facebook is favoring. And currently, as the time of this recording, and I think definitely moving forward, Facebook loves video, period. They love especially, so they love live video, and then secondly, video, and then a photo. And then lastly, way down on that totem pole is just like a text only um, status update. Those just don't really go anywhere when it comes to organic reach. So if I know that Facebook is favoring live video and video, that's where I'm going to spend a lot of my energy. So once I know that, then it's going to come back down to understanding what my audience wants. So for which leads us to the question, how do you know what the audience wants? Well, I pay attention. So Every time anybody leaves a comment on my Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter, I am personally responding to those comments, not because I'm nice or thoughtful or I have an extended amount of time for me. I just appreciate when people will take the time to leave their comments and sentiments because it's really market research. This is understanding the needs and the pressure points from entrepreneurs. So on Instagram stories and even on um, Facebook, I'll update, you know, photos of me in the office with this large whiteboard. I'm like, oh, I have a brainstorming session. And as a result of this flippant update on Instagram stories or on Facebook is people are like, what does that actually look like? How do you brainstorm? What do you do? And I noticed that it just wasn't one or two people. It ended up being like five or six. And I kind of was like, huh, that's interesting. And then a month later, I said, oh, I'm brainstorming again. I have a brainstorming session. Again, I got the same amount of questions. Now, this isn't 50 questions. It's five or six. But five or six people asking the same question is a really good indication of the content that you can create. So I decided to test something which was totally bat trash crazy. We share a very good mutual friend, Amy Porterfield, who's been a guest on your podcast and you've been a guest on hers. Listen to all of them. Um, but uh, I decided we were going to be meeting just to like brainstorm a few ideas. And I had my iPhone and I had this crazy idea. I said, what if I record a few elements from today's brainstorming session and I'll make a video and then I'll just test it on Facebook. Now, I know that that seemed just really like off the cuff. And I'll be honest, it was. I was meeting Amy on a Tuesday. I had this idea on Monday. I ran it by her. I said, would you mind if I had my iPhone? I just recorded some behind the scenes. And she's like, sure, no problem. So the day before I go, I start downloading video apps, like video editing apps, like on your phone, testing them. And I was like, this one looks great. Let me just try it out. And so then we went to lunch on Tuesday and I just recorded just clips of us working behind the scenes. I came home on that Tuesday and within an hour I had posted the video that we had that we had shot that day. And the response was great because in less than 24 hours, it had been viewed more than 12,000 times and had organic reach over 36,000 views. So to me, that was a really great investment on time. And if I wanted, this is, this is a great opportunity for me to test what people want to see more of, because I put out this video that ended up being one minute and 42 seconds. And then I noticed that a lot of people were watching it. So a few days later, I had a Facebook Live on how to create promos for your business using your iPhone. And I turned that Facebook Live into an ad. So understanding what the audience wants to see more of. And then when it's hot, you understand, oh, this is a pressure point. What can I do? Can I create content and then turn that content into an ad as a lead generator? And it worked phenomenally well for us. So was that for that, for that uh, brainstorming session that you, that you videoed? And I have seen that video. Can we, can we put that video on the show notes page? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Because I'd love to have people see that because it, it was so well done, but yet... Like it, well, it looked really good, but you like it's not like this, you know, 
thousands of dollar production here that we're talking about. You did, you did this on your iPhone. What app were you using, by the way? I was using Video Lab, and Video Lab is a dollar ninety nine. I also used a few other, like I also downloaded like Ripple and. Um, Oh, goodness. Hang on a second. I think I have a list. I'm actually certain I have a list of the ones that I've used. But Video Lab for me was the one that was most intuitive. I downloaded Stop Motion, Video Shop, Vid Lab, and Ripple. And I ended up using Video Shop. Sorry, Video Shop. And it's $1.99 from the App Store. Oh, you use Video Shop. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. yes. Did you also, was there a Video Lab in there too? It was Vid Lab. Oh, I downloaded Vid Lab, okay. it. Yes. Vid Lab is I downloaded it as well, but I ended up implementing and creating the video with Video Shop. Got it. Okay, cool. I will I'll link those up in the show notes for everybody because um where everybody's always looking for great, you know, video editing apps. We talked about have we talked about just where we're all, real quick while we're talking about abs apps not abs um you although t- you come t- on you know you have great abs rick i know you slept it in there you don't know anything humble very on purpose uh youtube director app have you used yes that um i'm i downloaded it i'm familiar with it but i think that um it was it's for somebody who has no idea where to start it's a perfect place because it will ask you questions it'll prompt you on what footage you should be getting and um you know talk about how you started your business here and then you look at the camera and you say i started my business in 1994 yeah. and i think that it walks you through and i think it's a great place i just knew that i didn't want this to feel as um Mechanical. I really wanted it to feel like I was on my iPhone. I was with a girlfriend. This is what a business brainstorming session looks like. And then I gave three applicable tips on how people can also um, create their own brainstorming session as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So what was the original goal of that? Because you said you turned it, you got feedback from that and that that feedback is what fed into another Facebook live that focused, you know, that focused on a specific topic. What was the original goal behind that? Was this just a test on your part to see if your audience liked it or what was it? Um, yes and yes. So it was definitely intended to, uh, get, it was supposed to be a a lead generator. It was also supposed to be testing what people wanted to see. And also for myself on a personal note, every video that I have produced and shared on Facebook has been of professional quality. I hire a video team. We have lighting, we have mics and it's all really, uh, I don't know for lack of better words. It's just like, pretty. And I was like, I don't know if I want everything to be pretty. I want it to feel real. I would rather people look at this and be like, okay, I feel like I know Jasmine. I feel like I trust Jasmine as a result of what she's sharing instead of, wow, it looks like Jasmine always has it together. I don't want that because I don't. And so I really wanted to create a video and test it. And I shared this during the workshop with your students was my husband and my business partner. We kind of had a serious conversation. He's like, are you okay sharing this type of video on your page? It looks nothing like what you've created before. And I said, I don't know if I'm okay sharing it, but I got to test it. Let me test it. And then I'll, then I'll answer your question. And then like 19 hours later, 14,000 views later, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely okay sharing this. So, um, it ended up working, but the thing that let's loop it back around to the topic of the conversation, which is to pay attention and get attention. I paid attention to the questions. What does brainstorming sessions look like? And then as a result of me answering that question, I got attention because I answered it in a way that people found helpful. Yeah. And then you did the Facebook live after that, right? Yes. Did you turn yes. that, did you turn that Facebook live into an ad? Cause I know you do a lot of that as well. I did. I did. I did. So talk about, um, you, you shared, and I, I think, I don't remember if we talked about it on 106 or not. And I don't think I don't think you'd done it yet, but you shared during the presentation where you tested uh, doing a Facebook live video as an ad 
and then also doing one of the more professionally done videos as an ad and the, kind of comparing the two. Yes. Most people think like, well, the higher quality type of video is going to do better. What, what did you find with that? Okay. So I actually have some stats that I definitely want to share because it's going to be really important is that when we, and I believe in letting the market dictate what they want to see more of. And so there was an opportunity for me to create a highly produced two minute video on how to create your ideal client profile. And then about a week later, I went on Facebook live and I talked about the same topic and I presented it in about a 12 to 15 minute format and then did another 12 to 15 minutes Q and a, when I went into split testing the results, I thought easily that the produced video at two minutes was going to get more attention and better cost per lead. I was proven so wrong because when we did the split test, it was going to be important for me to understand that the Facebook live outperformed the produce video like eight or nine to one. And so much so that, you know, when we started, uh, when we turned that Facebook live into an ad, we were getting cost per lead at like 69 cents. And we started this ads like in December. And since then we're now August, we've kind of leveled out at a dollar 75 cost per lead. And it's crazy because we're bringing in about 1400 leads per month. And I might be spending somewhere in the ballpark of $2,400 a month on that particular lead magnet. But at the end of the day, I'm earning around $5,100 per month. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you, when you did that, did you have any idea that you'd be turning it into an evergreen ad campaign? Never, never in a million years. I was like, who's going to sit here and watch 25 minutes of me in my living room babble on about how to create an ideal client profile? I mean, you can see like I'm uh, we can we can actually um, I I, will get I'll send over just like I'm not clip art, but I don't know. Like screen grabs clip art. Wow. Hello, 1989. Um, uh, (laughs) I'll send some screen grabs to show like how silly it is. It really is just something that was haphazard that I just put out there. But for some reason, the real version of me sharing content outperformed the very polished version. And I think this goes back to this notion of there is beauty in showing up, period, instead of, oh, it has to be perfect or it has to be great or it has to be really curated. Now there's a time for that. I also explained how we had some really great ads for a higher price point. So I was using this as a lead magnet. Now, when I'm actually selling something specifically, I have a branding and social media marketing course. That's a higher ticket item. It's about a thousand dollars. And what we notice that when you are positioning, when you're positioning your brand to be on the upper echelon of what people would be paying, that a nicer curated ad really does perform really well too. Yeah. And I do think that depending on what niche you're in, so like maybe like the, the legal niche or financial services or accounting, you know, something like that, you do want to make sure that, you're, that you consider, just like what Jasmine's talking about here, guys, who your audience is and the portrayal of your, of your business and your brand that you want to make sure it gets across to your uh, target audience. But I love that you tested that. And I love that you had no idea that this was going to be an evergreen campaign after that. But you did create the, the the video ads, if I'm not mistaken, to as a lead generation. Like, all right, this is a I want to use this video to generate leads. Yes. Okay. And it worked so well that you're like, all right, cool. Like, let's get this going here, Evergreen. You're getting you know roughly about a dollar seventy five cost per lead. What what does this campaign look like? What's sort of the you, you know they start off obviously with the with the video. They they opt in for this. Then then sort of what happens after that. 
Well, it's going to be really important if I can just back up a tiny bit, because yeah. when I'm when I'm creating, when I'm thinking specifically about testing ads, is there's three components to an ad that I have to hit. If I don't hit all three, then I don't necessarily think it's going to be paying off. It's not going to have the ROI that I really want. So if we were to talk, if we were to talk about really what makes an ad work is first and foremost, one, we want to clearly state the topic because nobody sticks around for the fluff. If you're going to be writing 800 words before you actually get around what the heck you're talking about, nobody will read that. So you want to hit that mark on video within the first eight to 10 seconds. And if it's like a photo ad, you want to make sure that it's clearly stated either at the beginning or even in a pull quote on the photo itself, what are people getting as a result of that ad? And secondly, you want to provide value because on Facebook, we've all seen ads that are just the ad, like buy X, invest in my course, or I am here, buy this, or I have a sale. We've seen so much of it that people become immune and they just stop looking. But the minute you provide value to viewers on Facebook by teaching them, by answering questions, by giving clear explanations, and the best part, if you can give action steps within an ad, when people feel like they're actually getting stuff done as a result of simply watching your ad, you have them. Providing value is going to be very important. Now, the best part, the thing that you can, third part of what you can do is if you can tell a visual story instead of a commercial, that's where you're actually going to get a lot more reach because stories, either on photo or video, that's the most compelling content. So if we can weave that into an ad, and I've just learned this through trial and error, and I know that I sound like I'm like a know-it-all, but really we've just, we've gotten dirty. We've made a lot of mistakes in the past year. And I'm understanding that storytelling, which goes back to the this one minute and 42 second video of how to do a brainstorming session. It, by all intents and purposes, people could say, that's really silly. How much content can you share in one minute and 42 seconds? Well, it was a gold mine. I shared three action steps that people could apply and then pointed them to get more information on the following Facebook Live. And then when they went to the Facebook Live, I gave more information, hooked them and built more trust and then had them opt in um, to my newsletter. So when you can do all those things, clearly state your topic, provide value, and lastly, tell a visual story, then you're going to have this awesome triumvirate of a powerful ad on Facebook. I love that. And I know that you do such a very good job of really taking time to do that storyboarding, if you will, to, like, to really think through this, uh, like, you know, brainstorming session. What is it? Is it simply as a, just is it a matter of like somebody sitting down? Because I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking about that. And I'm like, holy cow, like my brain doesn't quite work that way oftentimes. What would you say to that person who is thinking like, well, that's all well and good. I got, okay, cool. I got the three components. Is it just a matter of like just sitting down and, and thinking through those three things or is there some other way to to come up with that um well i think that the first the first two are going to be the most uh tactile the thing that you can do immediately and that's going to be to clearly state your topic so if you are going to be teaching about the benefits of growing your own garden Okay. You need to clearly state, I'm talking about the benefits of growing your own garden. And then secondly, provide value. Providing value if you're growing your own garden, you're educating on organic vegetables would be the how. How do you prepare your soil? How do you plant? When do you plant? What types of plants should be planted next to each other? So things of that nature. And then lastly, when it comes to creating a visual storyline, which is, I think, the thing that people struggle with the most, is for me, it comes down to making a plan, period. It's not intimidating. Because for instance, in the video that I created with Amy for how to create a brainstorming session, I mentioned in the script um, about taking notes and setting deadlines. 
So if that was part of my script, you should take notes and set deadlines when you have a brainstorming session. I needed to get visual footage of us taking notes and setting deadlines. So we had a pen, a notebook, and a calendar. Then with my iPhone, I just recorded Amy writing some notes. Then I was able to parlay that visually over the, the, the audio. So it's like when I also ask like another question when I came to providing value is one thing that you have to ask yourself when you brainstorm is when will your first draft be ready, right? So we talk about brainstorming, we talk about projects, we talk about prioritizing the projects, and then we ask ourselves, when will the first draft be ready? Well, I needed video footage of when will the first draft be ready? And that's really hard to convey visually, but I thought, why don't I just shoot a palm tree against the sky? It was nice and clean. It was wonderful. We were at a coffee shop. So then I, sh- I showed us sipping coffee, pouring coffee, writing in notebooks, walking on the street, very basic stuff to visually tell a story of what people are hearing in the background. So for those, if I'm not doing a very good job at explaining this, I'll make sure that Rick can embed the video into this blog post and I'll also be sending a, uh, accompanying screen grabs. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Will you so once you've done that actually before I ask that question I, I I thought of a question earlier when you were talking about when you are answering people's uh, when people are reaching out to you on social media whether it's Instagram or Facebook or or, or uh, Twitter or whatever you're actually answering their you're actually responding to them yourself do you have some sort of are you, do you have some sort of system where you're recording their ideas or what they're asking about or what's that look like well, Rick, I did a Facebook live on how to create a marketing schedule and I turned that into an ad too. So, um, we've actually noticed. <laughs> Go we, watch we, the video, Rick. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I think it's really important to set time aside to really understand your audience. And so I spend 20 minutes every day on Instagram responding to comments and um, connecting with followers. I spend 20 minutes on Facebook every day responding to comments and connecting with followers. And then I spend another 20 minutes in Facebook groups, understanding where my ideal client is going to be participating. And also I will serve hashtags on Instagram that I think my ideal client is searching for. And so do I keep a running list? No, but I am logging patterns. And occasionally when I see something that like it was like a hot button, like somebody asked to go really great or presented a really great topic in a Facebook group and it got a lot of response. That's a cue for me to say like, can I, can I make this my own? Can I put my own spin or can I apply it to my specific industry? Because I notice that when you follow niche industries, the topics are the same, but the minute that you can apply it to your industry or make it more general with, with like action steps associated with it, it becomes a great piece of content, which could then be turned into an ad. I love it. I love it. Every piece of, so you are very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not deliberate, but I prefer strategic, but I've also been called like called a jerk and too focused and <laughs> oh no, type A, OCD, yeah, <laughs> all those things. But there's a word I'm, I'm completely blanking on, and for everybody listening, they're like, "Ah, oh, Rick, it's this." Um, I can't intentional, be- intentional. Yes, thank you. So you're very intentional on everything that you do. Like you don't put up something that like for the heck of it. Is that right? Right. When we're talking about like doing this Facebook live video and the professionally done video, you're like, all right, this is going to be the, the strategy behind this. or the intention behind this is to get people to opt in. I want to grow my email list with this. And then you're testing between those two to see which one worked better. And then you're turning that into an evergreen ad that sells eventually into, um, into a product. Correct. Absolutely. I, I love it. Um, 
And Rick, if you don't mind, I'm going to hop in for like 30 seconds and explain Please. why I, I'm not, I wasn't naturally as strategic as, and intentional. Um, I know there was a lot of people who were born entrepreneurs. I don't necessarily know if I was a born entrepreneur. I do think that I was born pretty scrappy and I'm a hustler. And I realized that when I put my intention behind intention, things really changed my business. When I became strategic, when I became a planner, when I became highly focused at being productive. And the reason this happened is just what I got into detail in episode 106 was my mom was diagnosed with cancer and she was 50 and I was 25 and she had a life sentence. And I thought to myself, my God, I have such limited time. With the little time I have on this earth, what can I do to maximize everything that I do? And I know that sometimes that my personality, my intentionality can be a bit much, but I know I have looked death in the face and I've realized life is beautiful and life is short and I'm not going to waste time diddle dallying. When I go in, I go in hard and I know what I want to accomplish. I love it. And I think we should, I think we should end it on that because that is amazing. Um, and we weren't, you know, like we weren't like planning to like wrap it up very nicely like that, but I think that's a perfect place to, um, to, to stop this. Um, I want to make sure that people can connect with you, but I also want to hear, I know that you just recently launched a, a, a brand new offering that um, I heard about a while ago. Super, super excited about it. Um, and I want you to share it with people because I think this is something that, that everybody can benefit from. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited. But let's bring it back so that it's less about me and more about the audience, right? So speaking of being strategic and intentional, I knew that I wanted to build a list specifically for a future offering. So I started list building for this new product that we launched um, in... May of 2017. And this new, awesome, amazing, I'm really excited. The community has come around it. We called it Social Curator. And the idea is to provide 15 stock photos and 15 caption templates, as well as a marketing magazine every month delivered to your inbox for you to have the ability to post photos on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. These are yours entirely to use for your business to help you have content you can share on a daily basis. So in order for me, before we launched this, before we announced it, I started list building and I created an ad that provided five free stock photos that people can share on Instagram. In fact, if you go to jasminestar.com forward slash free stock photos, you can score five free stock photos. But I started list building specifically with this in mind. And when we go back to the value, right? So I had to clearly state if we adhere to the three principles of creating a powerful ad on Facebook. And that was number one, to clearly state what you were offering. And there on this ad, which I'll also send to Rick, it says free photos you could share on Instagram clearly stated. Then I provided value. And I, I use that value through the copy. I understand that you have a, a business to run. I know that things can be difficult and you don't have time and you want to use Instagram. I'm here to help you. And then I was able to story tell by using the photo of me taking the photo with my dog, you taking these stock photos. So we list built. And then just in the first three days, we gained 1,000 new leads and we were spending 69 cents per lead. And so we were able to build a list of thousands of people who obviously found value in stock photos. And then we led them when we launched in July uh, to Social Curator, which was proven to be a really effective and beautiful strategy. I love it. Where can people, ca- where can people find out more about Social Curator? Because I, 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 as you know, we've been talking about it for a while. I love this idea. And I love what you guys have put into this and uh, the success of it already. What, uh, where can people find out more about that? They can visit mysocialcurator.com or you can shoot me an email at info at jasminestar.com and I'll make sure that you are very well taken care of. Info at jasminestar. I'm just taking some notes here. Got it. And mysocialcurator.com. 
Yes. Perfect. Okay, I'll be sure and link those up. Everything that we talked about here today, all the apps and all the links and the um, uh, video examples and the ad examples and everything over on the show notes page. Jasmine, thank you so much again for coming back onto the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate you. All right. I hope you enjoyed this one with Jasmine today. If you are liking the podcast here and you're finding value in it, please share it with your friends and colleagues who you think might also find some value in it. Also, if you've not yet left an honest rating review for the show over on iTunes, I'd really appreciate you doing that. It's a big help here for the show. So thanks so much in advance for doing that. Coming up next week, my friend Melissa Griffin is going to join me to share how she's created a seven-figure automated webinar funnel in just, ready for this, 18 months. So until then, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business, and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in next week's episode. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.